and gentlemen, and welcome to the December 3rd, 2017 edition of Season 5 of The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network, the premier place to get all your sports news and information regarding the Yeshiva League. The Court Report comes to you every Sunday night at 7 p.m., as well as an encore presentation on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Every week we'll take a look back and a look ahead at all things Yeshiva League. Had a game this week? Let us know about it. You can friend me on Facebook. Send me a message. My name is Elliot Weisselberg. That's E-L-L-I-O-T-W-E-I-S-E-L-B-E-R-G. Or you can like the Court Report fan page. You can also follow me and tweet me on Twitter. My name is Y-L-S Wiseguy. That's Y-L-S-W-E-I-S-G-U-Y. You can also find me on Instagram. My handle is NSN Court Report. Because if I don't know about it, we can't talk about it. Thank you again to our amazing sponsor, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Crown Trophy of Brooklyn has been servicing the Yeshiva League for over a decade. And if you've won a championship within that period of time, you've already benefited from their amazing handiwork and craftsmanship. Please give them a call at 718-769-4111 for all of your trophy and plaque needs. I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, coach, official analyst, but most of all, like you, a huge Yeshiva League fan, and I am humbled and privileged to be able to share the amazing efforts and accomplishments of these kids with you each and every week. Well, welcome back, everybody. It is December, and that means the most action-packed month of the Yeshiva League season. November is always a very good month, but it's always the one that coaches may not like to load so much with games because they want to see how they start out, get a couple of practices in December. You have games going on every night, and Hanukkah's in the middle, and coaches have to get six games or so in the month. So these next two weeks, and then the two weeks, and then the the week after Hanukkah, or these next this next week and the two weeks after Hanukkah, always usually the most action-packed and jam-packed times. This coming week, I think we have 60 games, over 60 games across all seven leagues. So it just goes to show the excitement that the month of December brings. Uh, the last week has been action-packed as well, and I can't wait to get into that with you. A lot to talk about today. Uh, Varsity Hockey League had some great matchups, especially at the top with the top you know, three or four teams in the rankings. The uh, Most of the league was in action. Basketball came out with some pretty good stuff as well. There were a lot of uh, good matchups, especially in the East. You had uh, Rambam and DRS really jumping out to, uh, to impressive weeks in varsity basketball, JV basketball, Hafter still rolling along. Then the, the sport that we didn't get to touch on last week, girls sports. We're going to touch on girls basketball to start out the show. Some really interesting stuff. And for the first time, we really get to talk about playoff scenarios. December does bring that. Because teams have to get most of their schedules done by the end of December, uh, I shouldn't say most of the schedule, most of the schedule needs to be completed by the end of December. This is about the time period where we are going to start witnessing playoff scenarios come into action. We have a couple going on, especially in girls' JV basketball, where even this very week, we could have an entire division's basketball playoff uh I can't say the picture, but we'll know which teams could be in the playoffs as early as middle of this week, which is insane. 
we're already at that stage. We've only had six or you know six and a half weeks of sport, and yet we're already talking playoffs in teams. Uh, sorry, in leagues where teams have ten games or twelve games, and then you have teams like in uh, in vars in sorry in yeah girls varsity who haven't even hit really a third of their schedule. We'll we'll get into that, and that's uh, going to be an interesting conversation as well. So that is a lot to look forward to. Um, again, for those that did not get a chance to listen last week, Mo Fuchs's interview, it was very enlightening. If you haven't, go back in the archives, take a listen to it after this show. With that being said, let's plow headfirst into this week's episode. Again, a lot to discuss. We have to, for girls sports, because we missed last week, we have to hit on two weeks worth of games, including Girls B where a massive earthquake rocked the world of girls' B-sports. Perennial favorite over the last few years, maybe showing some cracks in it. So we'll get to that in just a few moments. Right now, though, we are going to start off with Girls' Varsity A. Girls' Varsity A action hot and heavy over the last two weeks. We're going to start out in the East, where the North Shore Stars picked up not only their first one, but also their second win of the season. North Shore defeated Solomon Schechter two weeks ago for win number one, followed that up with a 31-26 victory over Flatbush this past week. So North Shore jumps from 0-3 to 2-3 in a matter of two weeks and has thrust themselves into the fifth spot, uh, tied for the fourth spot in the East. They sit at 2-3, tied with the Hank Hurricanes. Hank dropping two over the past two weeks, losing to Ramaz 43-22, and then losing to Central this past Wednesday night. So those two teams locked in a tie for the fourth seed in the East. Above them, the Flatbush Falcons, who with a loss with that loss on the week to North Shore, dropped to two and two. So you have those three teams sitting at two wins. Again, Flatbush at two and two, Hank at two and three, North Shore also at two and three. Now about the four other teams that surround them. We mentioned Ramaz. Ramaz jumps from fifth to second with two wins on the week. We talked about the win over Hank, but let's also mention the 40 to 14 win over Solomon Schechter. So Ramaz jumps from one and two to three and two, planting themselves firmly behind division leading Central, who we'll get to in just a few moments. The rest of the division rounds out as such. You have Ramaz at three and two. Flatbush at two and two, Hank at two and three, North Shore two and three, Hafter at one and two, Solomon Schechter at O and three. But we'll touch on Central in just a second. Heading out to the West, Maya Note jumping out to a six and one record on the season, taking two wins over the last two weeks, a 36-24 win over Heschel two Mondays ago, and this past Wednesday night, downing Hillel 34-22. So Maya Note at the top of the West, but with that one loss, it still leaves the door open for the only undefeated team still left in the girls' varsity A-League, and that is the SAR Sting. SAR over the last two weeks, also getting two victories, a 54-34 win over Bruria, and then a 49 to 25 win in the grudge match against Frisch. SAR at 5 and 0, taking two wins on the last two weeks. Frisch, that win would uh, 
come on the heels of a win over Kushner. So Frisch at least able to salvage the last two weeks with a 1-1 record. They're falling from the ranks of the undefeated, now 2-3-1. and one. Other games on the week wasn't all a lost week for Hillel. Hillel able to defeat Kushner by the score of 52-47, to keeping Kushner winless at 0-7. Um, other games on the week, again, we discussed Maya Note Heschel, we discussed SAR Bruria, uh, we discussed SAR Frisch, Maya Note Hill. So that leaves us back with the only game that we have not discussed. We discussed, uh, I believe we discussed SAR Bruria. Yeah, we did back when we talked about SAR. The only game on the week we did not discuss, a cross game between Central and Bruria. Now, I wanted to highlight this game for a very specific purpose. And that's really because of where these two teams were coming into this game. Uh, Central at that point was um, was I believe they were they were three and one. Brewery on the other hand one and three. Central at the top of the East. Brewery at the bottom of the West. And uh, I can't say the bottom, but literally at the bottom. Um, coming to this one, Brewery trounced Central forty nine to thirty six in Central's own building. So Bruria upping their record to 2-3 and three and moving into a tie with Hillel for 5th place. Again, it, it makes you wonder, there are two, there are two possibilities here. One, Bruria's, Bruria's uh, uh, first three games could have just been, you know, tough games. If you take a look at who Bruria played over the first three games of the season, I'll get that for you. Frisch, Mayanote, and SAR. So they've played the top three teams in their division. And those three games were losses. I mean, they, they played Kushner also. So the truth is, them being one and three may just be an aberration just based on the fact that they played the three toughest teams in their division. But still, to go into the top team in the East and to dominate them in their own court, that, that says a lot, not only about the about Bruria, but also about possibly the divide between the West and the East, where Central, now at 4-2 and two, after this loss and the win over Hank, uh, they're at the top of the East, and if that's the best the East has to offer, Bruria potentially being a four seed in the West, if you take if you take into consideration, you know, Mayanote, SAR, and Frisch, and then you have Bruria behind them, just based on the results of their games, although any of that could flip between now and the end of the season. If this were uh, the playoffs, where you had the, the, one team, the one seed in the East Central, the four seed in the West, Bruria going at it, and Bruria walks away with that big a victory, I... It just makes you wonder how big the divide really is between the the East and the West, where the East top teams just barely compete with the West. But again, a lot to happen over the next couple of weeks, and this could just be one bad game. So that's the second option. This could just been one game where Central got caught by by a team that was looking to make a statement, and ended up on the wrong side of the scoreboard. Still plenty of time left to play in girls' varsity A. Over the past two weeks, most of these teams were in action. The only team not in action, after after uh, the Hefter Hawks. And they've only played three games so far this year. The real funny part is looking ahead at their schedule. They're not playing this week. Not only that, they're not playing next week either. Taking a look at their schedule, they don't play again until December 
I think December 18th, where they play Solomon Schechter. And, and then it opens up a very crazy schedule for them. They play Solomon Schechter. They end up playing seven games in a matter of two and a half weeks. Now, I, I mean, most of these teams at that point will be, you know, will be at the, they'll all be at the same point. But the fact that you have teams that are at seven games now, or at the very least six games, five games, whatever, at the just about the halfway point, you have a team with three games that has to then pack seven games into the schedule over two and a half weeks. You got to question whether or not that's going to hurt them. You know, if you're if you're playing that many games without much practice time in the middle. And you have to squeeze them all in. Not much time to rest. I, I know these are high schoolers. They're teens. They should be able to bounce back pretty quickly. But that may come back to hurt them, where it could cause a couple of losses somewhere in the middle That in games that they may have won. So you got to think about whether or not it's a, it's a positive scheduling aspect over uh, the the course of the next few weeks, especially when there's going to be a lot of stress fighting for the four playoff spots in girls' varsity A. Taking a look at the games that will be played this week, though, nice slate. I think we it's uh, 7 Sunday of this afternoon, Flatbush uh, hosted Solomon Schechter and Frisch hosted Hill. So those four teams could very well have already shifted places. Frisch could be one game behind SAR. Uh, Flatbush could have pulled themselves right up into a tie with Ramaz in second place. All that could very well have happened. Tomorrow night, Hank will host Kushner. Hank looking to hit the 500 mark. Kushner looking for their first win. Wednesday night, a duo of games, Flatbush and Ramaz. So uh, depending on where Flatbush uh, finished today, those two teams could be tied heading into that game. And one of those two teams will walk away with sole possession of second place in the East. Also on the slate Wednesday night, SAR will host that Central team. So Central uh, having the misfortune of playing two uh, Western Division opponents. Uh, this one probably much tougher than their game against Bruria. So um, Central really looking to to keep pace because, again, the winner of that Ramaz Flatbush game will be at 4-2 and two, or potentially 4-3 and three, or however much for... Uh, yeah, however however much that could be for Flatbush, depending on what happened today. So, Central, teams nipping on their heels, a game that they sorely need. Thursday night will feature two games, both of them in the West, Mayanote hosting Frisch and Heschel hosting Bruria. So, Mayanote Frisch, uh, going to be a lot of fireworks, because one of those two teams will at least have two losses, giving SAR just a bit more breathing room at the top of the West, depending on their finish with Central. Moving over to Girls Varsity B, we told you about the seismic shift in Girls Varsity B. Well, that comes at the very top. For the, as long as I can remember, especially as long as the court report has been going on, SKA has dominated Girls Varsity B. SKA and Bruria have been the two teams that have went to the finals, but it's been SKA walking away with the victory. This year, very early on, we have a sense there might be a changing of the guard, and it may be at the hands of that Bruria squad. This past week, Bruria and SKA met up. Bruria taking a 41-30 victory over SKA in SKA's own house. So Bruria staying undefeated at 5-0, SKA dropping to 3-1. The good thing for... uh, 
us is that we're going to find out this week whether or not that was a fluke because the two teams will meet again this coming Wednesday night. And this game will tell us a lot because if Bruria is able to hold serve in their own court, this may be a histo- an historic year where we see somebody other than SKA walking home with the trophy. Other games on the week. Uh, Bruria, earlier than that, defeated Shalamis by quite a bit. So, like I said, they're at 5-0. and oh. Mag and David, uh, above 500 at 2-1. and one. Mag and David taking a win over Shalhevet this week. Shalhevet, with that loss, dropping to 2-2. Two and two. Shalhevet gained a victory over Shari Torah, 41-12. Um, everybody else in the league still looking for their first win. Ilan at 0-2. Ilan taking a loss to SKA, SKA getting at least rebounding from that loss to Bruria, SKA taking a 40-33 win over Elon. So Elon at 0-2, Shalamis of Long Island at 0-2, Shari Torah at 0-4. Looking at the week ahead again, we said Wednesday, you're going to have Bruria and SKA meeting again, this time in Bruria. Again, that is going to be a massive match, and this could mean big things for Girls Varsity B. On Wednesday, one of these two teams will get their first win, Shalamis and Shari Torah, meeting up in Shalamis, and a, uh, a grudge match between Ilan and Mag and David this coming Thursday. Let's move over to girls' JV basketball. Um, we told you in the, uh, in the intro that there is a league already looking to the playoffs, and this is it. And it, it's fascinating how this happens early on as the Girls JV West is literally inches away from having that happen. Now, the way the Girls JV League works is it's going to be the top three teams in each of the two divisions making the playoffs. And in the West, you pretty much have a a divide between the top three and the bottom two. At the top, you have Frisch, SAR, and Maya Note. Frisch and Maya Note, each with wins on the week. Frisch taking a 51-17 win over Bruria and a 62-49 win in a grudge match at uh, against SAR. Those two teams were tied at 4-0 atop the West coming into the night. Frisch walking away with the victory. Maya Note also taking a victory on the week, a massive win over Central. So they're at 4-1. Frisch is at 5-0. SAR and Maya Note, both at 4-1. And, and then you have Bruria and Westchester. Bruria is at 2-6. They've played 8 of their 10 games already. The max that they can get in terms of wins this season is 4. Their, t- their best is tied with SAR and Maya Note. And they've already lost their games with Maya Note. So they don't have that tiebreaker either. Westchester's at 0-5. Westchester can only get five total wins on the year, for which Frisch is at, SAR and Mayanot are already at, and you got to imagine that it's only inevitable. The The way that this is going to work is that for this coming week, if SAR wins over Hank on Monday night, Bruria will be eliminated. With an SAR win over Hank and a Mayanot win over Westchester, Westchester will be eliminated. All very reasonable matchups uh, that for for victories to occur that will shape out the West. And even if not, it's going to be a very big uphill battle for those two. So once again, we could see Frisch, SAR, and Mayanote as the three teams. And the question is going to be from here on out, it's the seeding. This could very well be the first division to wrap up their three playoff teams. 
Now, it wasn't completely a lost week for Breweria, as Breweria was able to get their second win of the season with a 38-16 to win over Westchester, but it may be just the, the only positive notes on the rest of their season. Moving over to the East, though, three games solely in the East, starting out with North Shore's division-leading sixth win. They are at 6-0 with a 51-29 to win over Flatbush. They can actually clinch a playoff spot this week, with a win over Hafter. So the two teams play this coming Tuesday night. A North Shore win will put them into the playoffs. Behind them, uh, Hank with a with two wins on the week. Two wins on the week. Excuse me, taking a 42 to 26 win over Ramaz and a win over Central. Danielle Weiss leading the scoring with 11 points in the win over Ramaz. So Hank jumping out to a three and one record putting themselves in nice position right behind North Shore. Again, the only team in the East not playing over the last two weeks was Hafter. Uh, their schedule not quite as packed as the Varsity. They'll play two games this week to put themselves up to five games played, so they'll be halfway done through this week. Behind them, the teams taking losses on the week, Ramaz down to 2-4, and four. Flatbush at 1-4, and four. Central at 1-7, and seven, having eight of their ten games played as well. They'll be eliminated with Hank and Hafter wins. And you got to imagine that that's inevitable. Hank and Hafter will play next Saturday night. One of the, the loser of that game just has to pick up a win somewhere else. Hank is playing another game this week. North Shore, uh, sorry, Hafter's playing another game this week. Hank will play SAR on Monday night, tomorrow night, Tuesday night. Maya Note in Westchester, Hafter, and North Shore. Uh, so Westchester, like we said, can find themselves out with an SAR win and a a loss by themselves. So by Tuesday night, the West could pretty much be determined in terms of the playoff teams. Thursday night, Mayanote Frisch. At at that point, it'll probably be all for the seeding. And the last game on the week, next Saturday night, like I said, Hank hosting Hefter. You are listening to The Court Report on the Siegel Network. We are sponsored by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, taking you through the week in Yeshiva League Sports. Now time to move over to the boys' sports for the last 35 minutes of the show or so. And we're going to start out with boys' varsity basketball. And boys' varsity basketball is going to start out in Long Island, where a really interesting battle is shaping up at the top of the boys' varsity east between DRS and Rambam. Now, I know the two teams played already this year, DRS taking that victory. But DRS and Rambam are going to be locked step with each other at the top. That's not to, that's not to slight the other team uh, near the top uh, as well in the East, and that's Mag and David, which we'll get to that in just a second. But DRS and Rambam taking combined five wins in five games on the last week, starting out with DRS. DRS defeating Flatbush this past week, 49-28. to Josh Hurt with 16 points for the Wildcats. Hurt would be a big factor in all of the team's games this week. DRS would also take a cross game with TABC this past Thursday night, 49-44. to Close game most of the way. DRS a three-point halftime lead. Hurt with 22 to lead the Wildcats in the win. And also taking a 59-50 to win over North Shore last night. So DRS ups their record to 7-0. Started the week at 4-0 
upping their record to 7-0. and The Ravens, on the other hand, taking two big wins on the week, starting out with a 55-46 win over Share Torre. It was the Aaron show again, as Aaron Azos scoring 14, and Ethan Aaron dropping 11. The two would feature prominently again in game number two of Rambam's Brooklyn romp. Uh, Rambam continuing the Brooklyn tour two days later against YDE. Take you back to last year. That YDE team taking them out of the division championship picture with an 18-point loss in YDE on February 2nd. So, revenge looking... uh, uh, looking on the Ravens' mind, and they would return it very early on this year. It would be the Aaron show again. Azos leading the way with 12, and Ethan Aaron with 10, giving the Ravens a two-point margin victory, 38-36 to over YDE to put Rambam at 7-1. and one. The loss for YDE drops them Two, three, and three. So the Rombom Ravens and the DRS Wildcats are going to go down to the wire. The real problem for Rombom in all of this, they do not face DRS again. So there's no way to to you know to even up the series. No way to give DRS loss. They're really at the mercy of other teams. The best they can do is just win and hope DRS uh, takes. What's going to have to be two losses. So for DRS, you're in the driver's seat with the exception of the fact that you have Mag and David staring you down. Mag and David at 4-0 after a massive 47-point win over Solomon Schechter this past week. So Mag and David, that team comprised of many of the juniors from last year's championship teams, uh, Mikey Natkin, 18 points in the win for Mag and David over Solomon Schechter. Uh, their... They're there. They're ready to give everybody else a run. We'll see what happens when they meet up with Rambam and DRS. Uh, Mag and David will meet up with DRS on December 20th. And from the looks of things, Mag and David meets up with Rambam right after the new year. So a lot of games in between then, but those two games will help define the top of the boys' varsity East. Other teams with games on the week, North Shore and YDE uh, would meet up. We said North Shore and YDE each taking losses to DRS and Rambam, respectively. North Shore would be the one to win in that matchup, 61-46. to Other games on the week, Hafter down, just throttling Derek Hattora. So Hafter getting their second win on the year to move to 2-4. and four. Moving over to the West, uh, several games on the week. Start out with MTA and Kushner playing the return game from last week. We talked to you about uh, Kushner's two-point win. We talked to you about Gabe Plotzker and his double-double. Gabe Plotzker would still get a double-double in this one, but MTA avenging the loss with a 43-31 victory. Plotzker getting his fifth double-double in six games with 10 points and 10 boards for Kushner, but not enough to top MTA, who got their second win of the year in that one. And... uh, Plotzker only a junior, so I'm sure that Kushner is very much looking forward to not only the rest of this year, but uh, next year to see exactly what the big man's going to do. Other games on the week, MTA would uh, move forward. Actually, both these teams uh, would would move forward in the week to face Frisch. MTA uh, would be the first one to move out to face the Cougars at home. 
taking a 55-44 loss to Frisch. Jack Stepner, once again, a force scoring 16. Max Meyerhoff and Stevie Paul adding 10. So, um... MTA not getting the job done against Frisch, and Kushner wouldn't either. Frisch taking a massive 66-27 to win over Kushner. So those three teams doing battle over the week, uh, not ending up well for Kushner. Uh, Frisch taking the two wins against each of those teams to go to 6-0 and atop the West. Other games on the week... Um, TABC downed JEC 63 to 48. So TABC keeping their head above water despite that loss to DRS. TABC now at four and three. MTA would rebound from the loss to Frisch with a 58 to 53 win over JEC last night. So JEC taking two losses now down two zero and five. SAR keeping themselves in contention keeping themselves undefeated at the top of the West with a 62-45 win over Waterbury, knocking Waterbury down to 500 at 4-4 four and four in the middle of the West. And finally, Ramaz topped Hillel 79-69. Ramaz reaching the 500 mark at 3-3. Three and three. Taking a look at the standings, like we said in the East, DRS at the top at 7-0. Rambam, excuse me, behind them at 7-1. Megan David at 4-0. Hank behind them at 3-1. Big divide between them and the next teams. YDE 3-3. North Shore 3-4. Flatbush 2-4 tied with Hafter. Shari Torah at 1-5. And Derek Hatora and Salman Schechter each at the halfway point, still looking for their first win at 0-7. Moving over to the West, Frisch at 6-0, Heschel at 5-0, SAR at 4-0. Again, big divide here between them and the other teams as the next best team, TABC, has three losses at 4-3, Waterbury at 4-4, Ramaz at 3-3, everybody else below 500, Kushner and MTA tied at 3-4, Hillel at 1-6, and, and JEC rounding out the West at 0-5. Taking a look at the week ahead. We, are, we will be at the halfway point by the end of next week, but a massive slate uh, looks to be... Uh, going to eyeball at about 17-18 games, starting out today with Hillel and TABC and Ramaz and Waterbury. Uh, so with Ramaz and Waterbury, one of those two teams will be below. Will at this point be below 500. Another will be one game above 500. Tomorrow night, Flatbush and Share Torah doing battle. Those two teams looking to get out of the cellar a little closer to the 500 mark and a little more into playoff contention. And Derek Torah and Solomon Shaxter, one of those two teams will get their first win. Um, I think that's going to be the most that they may play for this year. Tuesday night, four games on the slate. North Shore will host Rambam. Rambam looking to get that advantage in uh, when when dealing with DRS, uh, who will have several games themselves this week. Actually, only one game, and that'll be uh, that's also Tuesday night. DRS and Solomon Schechter on Tuesday night. But I think the uh, the game on Tuesday night that everybody's talking about is going to be TABC Frisch. We saw what happened last year with these two teams. Uh, massive, <laughs> massive uh, shocker in the last seconds last year. Uh, Frisch and TABC, we're looking to see 
what this game will bring us this year in this Route 4 rivalry. The Brooklyn rivalry will continue with Mag and David and YDE. Mag and David looking to stay undefeated. YDE looking to stay above 500. Wednesday night, Heschel will host MTA. Heschel still undefeated. MTA looking to climb back into relevancy. And JEC and SAR will do battle. SAR looking to stay undefeated. JEC looking for their first win. Thursday night, three, sorry, four games. Frisch and SAR will do battle, and that's going to be a doozy because we're looking at two undefeated teams uh, at, at this point. One of those two teams will not be undefeated at the end of it, which should, be, which should make Heschel happy because they're going to face MTA next week. Out of, the four, out of the three teams, they probably have the easiest matchup to stay undefeated, and there will only be one team out of those two that are guaranteed to be undefeated along potentially with Heschel, depending on what happens against MTA. Saturday night, three games, Shari Torah hosting Derecha Torah, Hank hosting Hafter, and JEC hosting Ramaz. We'll round off our talk of uh, boys basketball with JV basketball. JV basketball on the week, six games, uh, seven actually. One uh, last night, DRS North Shore, which we do not have a score for as of yet. But the East held two games on the week. Shari Torah trouncing Rambam 65-20 to to stay undefeated at 3-0. DRS moving to 3-1 with a 77-45 win over Flatbush. So DRS moving out to 3-1. Flatbush, a disappointing 2-6 so far this season. The East looks like this. Hafter still at the top at 6-0. Shari Torah, the only undefeated team behind them at 3-0. DRS at 3-1. YDE at 3-2. Mag and David 2 and 1, North Shore and Hank tied at 2 and 2, Rambam at 1 and 5, and Ezra at 0 and 5. Looking at the West, four games on the week, JEC defeating Maor to begin the stretch, 67 to 34. David Rosazada, two sports, uh, two sports star. We'll mention him again in hockey in a couple of minutes in JV hockey. 20 points, Ethan Thurm, 9.16 rebounds. Joseph Towell led Maor with 19 in the loss. JEC moving out to a perfect 4-0 and record. Frisch taking two games on the week, a 69-37 win over MTA and a 74-37 win over Kushner. To stay astride with TABC at 5-0, TABC defeating SAR 56-48 to keep that perfect mark. TABC and Frisch at the top of the West at 5-0, JEC at 4-0, SAR at 4-2, Heschel at 3-3, MTA at 2-2, Ramaz at 2-2. And three Kushner at two and four Hillel at one and two Maorin Westchester fading at zero and six on the week ahead uh, six games Hillel and TABC played today so those records will likely have changed YDE and Ezra will do battle tomorrow night the only game on the slate Tuesday three games Ramaz and Frisch will do battle North Shore and Rambam and Rambam will play Hafter on Thursday Rambam will have played eight games by the end of this week, very close to the end of their schedule. Sunday, Hank and Ezra will do battle. Once again, you are listening to The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network. We are sponsored by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, taking you through the week in Yeshiva League Sports. Well, uh, as good a week as it was for 
DRS in varsity and JV basketball. It was quite the opposite for them in JV and varsity hockey. Starting out with varsity hockey, some great matchups this past week. We told you about the two rematches from last year's playoffs that happened this past week. First, we want to talk about the big matchup that happened between uh, SAR and Frisch, two of the top teams in the West. Then, uh, later on in the week, this past Thursday night, we had DRS and SAR meeting up in a semifinal rematch from last year's playoffs. And then also Frisch and DRS meeting up last night in a rematch from last year's championship game. Starting out with the game that happened this past Monday, SAR and Frisch. SAR coming into the game with four wins at a record of 4-0-0-1, remembering that overtime loss to division rival TABC a few weeks ago, and uh, Frisch coming into the game with a record of 3-1. and Frisch looking to sort of uh, get back on the playing field with SAR, needing a win to sort of put themselves a little ahead of SAR despite their earlier loss, not able to get it done. SAR taking three early first period goals into a 5-1 win, not allowing Frisch to get anything started until literally the closing seconds of the game. SAR sweeping the season series with Frisch, giving themselves the upper hand, moving out to a record of 5-0-0-1 at that point, and dropping Frisch to a record of 3-2. and two. And we'll get to Frisch a little later on. But moving on to the rematch from last year's semifinal game. Last year in the semifinal, uh, really heated matchup that went down to the wire. DRS taking the win on the road to their championship victory. Uh, this matchup, you know, it's it's an interesting rivalry. The last it, the last time that DRS actually lost a game, the DRS varsity team actually lost a game was to this very SAR Sting team two years ago in the um, in the quarterfinals of the 2016 varsity playoffs. So that coming on the heels of last year's semifinal, these teams the, like this grouping has played, I believe, every year in the playoffs. So they're very familiar with each other and this would this game would show just how close these two teams who are many considered to be the top two teams are. Now granted for DRS down two of their top defensemen this past week, Jason Shaivitz uh, out uh, on a family trip to Israel, Zacharia Marks out with an injury. So coming into this game shorthanded, still a phenomenal game. Uh, Goalie battle through two periods between Jakey Friedman and Henry Kolb. Early in the third, though, SAR struck first with a rebound goal by Judah Fortgang. Three minutes later, SAR on the power play. Jason Burian added another one for the sting. Just after the mid-switch in the third period, Yosef Adler would pocket the 14th goal of the season for him and would bring the Wildcats back within one. DRS would get a power play with under three minutes left, but could not capitalize the rest of the way as the sting gained a a little bit of revenge from last year's semifinal loss, giving DRS their first loss on the year. DRS uh, came into the game... Uh, undefeated at 6-0, and leaving uh, their own gym 
against SAR with a loss. It's been a while since an SAR team, uh, talking on the varsity level, uh, left DRS with a victory. So DRS and Frisch would both come into last night sort of licking their wounds. DRS taking that uh, that loss to SAR, Frisch taking that massive loss to SAR. Again, this a rematch of last year's championship game where DRS walked away from Lawrence Middle School with the crown. Frisch here, though, would open up the scoring in the first with a J.J. Corrin putback, and Frisch looked primed to hold the lead for the rest of the game. Early in the third, though, DRS on the power play, Aiden Englander wound up from the line and planted it into the Frisch net to tie the game at one. Both teams would have chances over the last 10 minutes of regulation and all five minutes of overtime but neither could find the back in the net. So this game, this rematch, a 1-1 tie. So DRS finishing the week uh, with a, uh, with technically with a record of 1-1-1. and They uh, came into the uh, the game with a 6-1 win over Rambam. So uh, week started out well, did not really end well for them. Three points out of a possible six. Uh, the good thing for DRS is it doesn't necessarily hurt them. For DRS, the games that they really need to win are the ones that they play in their own division. And right now, they're undefeated in that. The games that are really going to matter are the games they play against Hafter. They already played one against Rambam. So for DRS, it doesn't mean as much. For the West, though, the fact that these two teams were able to come in and take points, and Frisch was missing players last night as well. Frisch was without the services of Joe Tropp. They were without a sick Benji Feintuck. So the fact that they were able to sort of pull out that tie says a lot about the grit and fortitude and what the team can actually do. And they really did throw a little bit of a monkey wrench in to the West. Taking a look at the other games that were played this past week, MTA stayed undefeated, moving to a record of 7-0, taking two wins on the week, defeating Westchester 13-0 and blanking Flatbush 9-0. So MTA at 7-0. SAR right behind them with 13 points at 6-0-0-1. Other game on the week in the West. You had Kushner dominating Hillel and JEC outlasting Ramaz 4-3. to three. So taking a look at the West standings, we already talked to you about MTA and SAR at the top. TABC still undefeated at 4-0. A couple of big matchups for them this week. Kushner 4-3 with 8 points. Frisch 3-2-1 with 7 points. Now that's pretty key for Frisch as Frisch will end up taking on MTA this week. Uh, Frisch needing to stay within reach of MTA. MTA, as you heard Coach Fuchs talk about last week, TABC Varsity Head Coach Mo Fuchs, you heard him talk about how MTA schedule leads itself to believe that MTA will probably end up 10-4. and four. So if Frisch wants to find itself not going back to DRS in the first round of the playoffs because they're a four seed and DRS is a one seed, they're going to want to try to stay ahead of MTA. And getting one point off of DRS right now was very, very crucial because Kushner has... Uh, I believe they still have, sorry, uh, sorry, Frisch still has one, uh, they have both games against TABC left, and you don't want to have that margin for error. I believe they also play Hafter, so 
one, if they were to lose this game, one having that one game cushion with MTA, not the best place to be, especially when you still have games against tough opponents left. But they're able to salvage some of that now at 3 2 and 1 with 7 points. JEC at 3 and 4 with 6 points. Hillel and Ramaz tied. Uh, at four points, Hillel at two and four, Ramaz at two and six, and Westchester at oh and seven. Ramaz, uh, really probably the bigger disappointment of the year. Also, as Coach Mo Fuchs said, um, right now that loss to JEC looming extremely large. Taking a look at the schedules that both teams have ahead, it is probably very identical. Uh, both with the same number of games probably left possibly to win. Ramaz has TABC, Hillel twice, Westchester, SAR, and SAR. Uh, TABC and SAR may be a stretch for them to win. So let's say they do defeat Hillel twice and Westchester. That puts them at a record of 5-9. and nine. Taking a look at JEC, right now they're at 3-4. and four. They have Kushner, Fritsch, Hillel, Frisch again, TABC, MTA, and Westchester. For argument's sake, um, they've already lost to Kushner once. Let's say that happens again. Let's say they lose to Frisch. Let's say they beat Hillel and Westchester. And let's say those are the only two games that they win. They'll also finish with a record of 5-9. and nine. They'll be tied with, with uh, Ramaz. But by virtue of JEC's win over Ramaz this past week, Ramaz winds up out of the playoffs. And the gamble taken with moving up several of their top sophomores to play sort of really lands them uh, nowhere in either of the leagues. So it remains to be seen exactly how that plays out, but uh, looks like for Ramaz, um, not quite the season that they have envisioned, and uh, we'll just have to monitor that as we go. Looking at the Eastern Conference uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, I think seven or eight games on the week. We already discussed Rambam DRS. Rambam, though, able to rebound from that loss to take a 9-1 win over Solomon Schechter to move to a record of 5-2, and two, 10 points, into a tie with North Shore, who started out the week in sixth place but moved up to second by this past Tuesday with two wins on the week, a 4-1 win over Megan David, followed by a 4-2 win over YDE. Also taking wins on the week, Hafter defeated Flatbush 7-2. Uh, what other games? Uh, uh, one other game that I haven't talked about, Hank, an 11-0 win over Mag and David, dropping Mag and David down to 2-7, and, and lifting Hank up to 3-3, three three, a 500 mark at six points. Taking a look at the East, DRS still atop the East at 6-1-1 one, and one with uh, last night's tie. Rambam at 5-2. Five and two. North Shore, 10 games done already, 5-5. Five and five. I believe that they're going to, they have a game this week, so they'll be, they'll be uh, through 11 games. Uh, I think that they'll have one other game this month. I'm not sure if they have, let me take a look at their schedule for the coming month. Uh, they're going to be facing Mag and David this coming week. The next game they have after that will be Monday the 18th. So they will have 12 of their 14 games done by the week after Hanukkah. So they're rapidly reaching that point. They, in my opinion, North Shore needs probably two or uh, three is a safe bet that they make the playoffs. If they finish... At eight and six, 
three would be a safe bet that they were able to jump over one of the other teams and uh, and clinch themselves a playoff berth. Not quite ready to go through all of the teams in the East and talk about that just yet because there are some teams that have just hit their halfway mark, so it doesn't make as much sense to do that despite the fact that North Shore has played 10 of their games. Um, also in the East, Hafter at 4-0 and with 8 points. They're still the ones that are lurking behind in this whole DRS Rombom scenario, and uh, Hafter can play a very big role and uh, that's going to start this coming week. A uh, very big matchup for them against TABC at the end of this coming week. They'll have Shari Torah before then, but the game against TABC will really tell us where Hafter stands and whether or not DRS has something to, I don't, I don't want to say worry about, because in that rivalry between DRS and Hafter, there is always something to, I guess you can say, quote-unquote, worry about. But uh, going to look forward to those matchups because those matchups amongst themselves will really determine who is the best in the East. And that we won't be able to see until the turn of the calendar year. Taking a look at the rest of the East. Uh, Solomon Schechter at 3-2-0-1 oh, seven points tied with Flatbush who is 3-3-0-1. Oh, Hank at 3-3 three and three with 6 points. YDE and Mag and David tied at 4 points. YDE at 2-4. and four. Mag and David quickly dropping out at 2-7. and seven. And Shari Torah at 0-8. Oh Taking a look at the week ahead, tomorrow night, massive slate of games. Kushner and SAR doing battle in Kushner. Ramaz hosting TABC. Rambam hosting Flatbush. MTA hosting Frisch. That... Like I said before, a big game out west. We'll see exactly where MTA stands uh, with one of the top three or four teams in the division. Uh, and Magan David and Share Torah and YDE and Hank. So the two, so the four bottom teams in the East: Hank, YDE, Magan David, Share Torah, all doing battle at the same time. YDE hosting Hank and Magan David hosting Share Torah. Uh, Tuesday night, one game, Hillel and Westchester, the two, two teams at, at or near the bottom of the Western Conference. Westchester still looking for their first win halfway through their season. Hillel will hit the halfway mark after that. Wednesday, DRS will look to uh, get off the snide when they face Hank. Defeated Hank earlier this year. Again, uh, remind you that that Hank team, the team that DRS played in the semifinals in DRS two years ago, Mag and David playing their second game on the week against North Shore. Mag and David will end up playing uh, 11 games at this week uh, on their season at this week's end. So they're quickly dropping uh, towards the bottom. But these two games that they play this week in Charitora and North Shore could sort of help to prolong their season a bit. Wednesday will also feature Charitora hosting Hafter. Thursday night, TABC and SAR doing battle. As we said, big matchup on the week. TABC uh, will look to capitalize on their earlier win over SAR. SAR now getting momentum with the win over DRS, looking to avenge 
that loss in SAR in overtime to TABC. Thursday night, we'll also see YDE hosting Solomon Schechter. Next Saturday night, a trio of games. JEC hosting Kushner in a rematch of Kushner's uh, 4-2 win earlier this year. Kushner looking to push themselves a little further up and more into firm seating. JEC just looking to hit the 500 mark. And uh, Hank will host Solomon Schechter next Sunday. Next Saturday night, though, as we said, the main event of the night, TABC and Hafter. So, whereas this past week you had the DRS, Frisch, and SAR trio, next week you have TABC, SAR, and Hafter uh, on, the, on the slate, really looking to form a uh, formulate change in each of their divisions. Taking a look at the varsity rankings, TABC with DRS's loss, TABC jumps into the number one slot. SAR jumping into number two. That could flip by the end of this week with SAR potentially being in the top spot should they beat TABC this coming week. DRS dropping to number three. Frisch uh, starting out the the week uh, on a sour note, losing to SAR, but managing that tie against DRS keeps them in the fourth slot. Hafter the 5, MTA the 6, Rambam the 7, and Hank the 8. The middle of the pack really jumbled around. Kushner jumping 3 spots from 12 to 9. JEC taking 3 spots as well from 13 to 10. Ramaz falling 2 spots from 9 to 11. North Shore and Solomon Schechter each dropping 2 spots. North Shore to 12, Solomon Schechter to 13. Megan David, Flatbush, YDE, Hillel, Shari Torah, and Westchester all staying in the same spots, 14 to 19. Moving over to JV hockey now. Like we told you, DRS uh, not having the best of weeks. DRS started out their week with a 3-3 tie to Rambam. DRS up 2-1 with under five minutes to go. Rambam's Jonathan Yitzhaki scoring twice to give Rambam the lead with 20 seconds to go, though. DRS able to tie up the contest on a Kobe Kasdan goal. Uh, neither team able to score in the overtime period. So the two teams end up walking away with a tie. Now, the tie doesn't exactly hurt any team just yet but it has the potential to do major damage to DRS. And that uh, that was a result of games later on this week. Um, DRS would end up playing Frisch. Now, Frisch, not their first game on the week. Frisch taking a 6-0 win over SAR, dropping SAR from the ranks of the undefeated. The two teams, Frisch and DRS, meeting up last night. Uh, Frisch and DRS, as we know, met two years ago. In the championship game, those guys, we said, played uh, the game that would be played later on that night. But this one, let's not forget, a rematch of last year's JV semifinal game as well. Elliot Eisner opened up the scoring in the first for Frisch. A little later on in the period, DRS on the power play, Ariel Ifrigan winding up from three-quarters court. Evan Solomon in good position, but the ball just trickled through to tie the score up at one. Fast forward to the third period. Frisch on the power play. Max Baruch slams it home from in front to give Frisch the lead. Eisner would add an empty netter with 20 seconds to go, giving Frisch the 3-1 victory. So Frisch staying undefeated 
three and O, oh, taking a nice dig out of DRS. Now really taking DRS to uh, to a level that may make it hard for them to win the division. We'll get to that just a little later on this year. Starting at well, we'll continue in the West now. TABC still at the top, uh, not at the top, but near the top of the West at uh, also three and O, tied with Frisch after a six one win over Ramaz. The other All-West games featured JEC victories. JEC taking a 3-2 win over MTA in overtime. David Rosazadeh, who we mentioned earlier in basketball, two goals, including game-winner in overtime, but Tian Kampustin with one for the Thunder. And JEC also taking a 5-3 win over Ramaz. Taking a look at the West standings, Kushner still at the top at 4-0-1 with 9 points after their 8-2 win over Flatbush this past week. JEC behind them at 8 points with 4-1 record. TABC and Frisch, as we said, at 6 points, also with SAR and MTA. So a nice jumble up, SAR at 3-1. MTA, though, uh, with their overtime loss, not capitalizing on playing teams that are around them needing to uh, needing to get wins, not really getting the standing that they need. Through seven games, two, three, one, and one, they need to win every game from here on out to even give themselves a shot at the playoffs after a hot start. Ramaz rounding it out at 0-6. They can be eliminated with two losses in the games that they play this coming week. Looking at the East, two other games on the week. Uh, Mag and David and North Shore and Hank and YDE, the two, let's just say the four bottom teams in the division, face each other. Mag and David taking a 4-3 win over North Shore. Uh, uh, so Mag and David now jumping into a tie with North Shore at 2-4. and four. And Hank getting their first win on the season with a 4-2 win over YDE. Jonah Seiden with the hat trick for Hank. Uh, tomorrow will feature in the midway point of the season for this league. Taking a look at the standings, Rombaum again at the top of the East with nine points at 4-0-1. Oh, uh, think that they, yes, a win this week over Flatbush on Monday night will put them in a position to clinch a playoff berth next week. They need combinations of North Shore, Megan David, and Hank losses, which are inevitable as they all will end up facing each other. Hafter behind Rombaum at 3-1. and one. Six points, DRS at 2-1-1 and one with five points. Flatbush at 2-3, and three. four points tied with North Shore and Megan David, both at 2-4 and four with four points as well. Hank at 1-4 and four with two points, YDE at 0 and 6. Looking at the week ahead, tomorrow, uh, sorry, today Ramaz and MTA did battle. We'll have that score for you next week. Tomorrow night, Rambam hosting Flatbush. Kushner and SAR doing battle to sort of separate things out in the middle of the division. Monday night will also feature North Shore and Hank. Wednesday night, Hank will do battle in DRS. DRS will look to rebound and get off their snide. Thursday night, Ramaz will also face Frisch. Uh, TABC and SAR will do battle as well, sort of doing the same as Kushner and SAR at the beginning of the week. But the real battles um, not, uh, uh, will come Saturday night. Saturday night, grudge match between JEC and Kushner at the top of the West. And TABC will host Hafter in a rematch of last year's semifinal contest. TABC heading on to the finals. Hafter uh, going home. Uh, most of, I, I, I would venture to say, majority of the Hafter team and a good portion of that TABC team will be on hand for that game on that, uh, on that next Mose Shabbos.
taking a look at the JV hockey rankings for the past week. TABC staying at 1, Frisch 2, DRS 3, Kushner 4, Hafter moving up to 5 from 6, Rombaum up to 6 from 7, SAR dropping down to 7th with a loss to Frisch, JEC moving up to 8th, MTA dropping to 9th, Mag and David, North Shore, Flatbush, Ramaz, Hank, and YDE rounding out the league. Well, that about does it for the show today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Looking forward to a great show next week. A lot of action. If you missed any part of this or any episode this season, you can catch the Encore presentation every Tuesday night at 7 p.m., or you can find the court report in our archives on the Nachum Siegel Network app tomorrow morning. Jam in the AM with Nachum Siegel from 6 to 9 a.m. live on the app or at nachumsiegel.com. Once again, a huge thank you to our sponsors, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Please give them a call at 718-769-4111 for all of your plaque and trophy needs. For more of me, you can hear me every Tuesday morning on JM in the AM at around 7.20 with the Tuesday morning JM in the AM sports update. Remember, you can reach me on Facebook, Twitter, and our new Instagram handle. Uh, once again, I'm Elliot Weiselberg reminding you it's good to be smart, but better to be wise. See you next week right here on The Court Report, only on the Nachum Siegel Network. Oh, 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 oh,